0: Welcome back to our podcast with me and Michael. Hey guys. <clears throat> so some new we're going to just jump right into it. Definitely. So new news came out that um Ezekiel Elliott just got signed to a 6-year 50. 50 million guaranteed 90 million total contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Our question now is, do you believe Zeke is overpaid, and now where will the Cowboys rank?
1: So, he already had two years left on his rookie deal, so now he's going to be signed through 2026, so that's a kind of like a win for the Cowboys, I feel like, if they can re-sign Amari and Dak to reasonable contracts, I think that works out for them in the end in the long run. they probably sign Amari to a four-year deal and Dak to a five. So, yeah, I think Zeke was probably, I think he was paid just the right amount. I think with the six-year extension, it definitely gives him time because he's definitely not the best running back right now. I don't say say he's the best running back right now. I put Saquon in front of him. I put Le'Veon Bell in front of him. I put a couple guys in front of him. But I think with this six years, I think they have him during his prime and definitely when he's going to be the best running back in the league because I think he is or will be within the next year or two the best running back in the league. I just think that... Sorry, but I just think that $90 million is a lot and it's the highest paid contract in front of Todd Gurley, which I think is kind of reasonable because Todd Gurley... I mean, he was great and all, but now with the arthritis and everything, it's kind of like, now does he deserve that money? Like, David Johnson was ahead of him. Just all these running backs were good. Don't get me wrong. They were, they are very good running backs, but they just weren't better than him. So I think he got paid just because he's so young and so talented. And he just has that strength and ability to just hurdle over people and show that he is One of the faces of the league. And what's your thoughts?
0: My thought about this was Ezekiel Elliott, probably top three running back in the league right now. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Behind, like, Christian McCaffrey and, like...
0: I wouldn't say Christian McCaffrey yet. Alvin
1: Kamara?
0: Alvin Kamara? Kamara's close with him. I say it's Saquon and Le'Veon Bell. I know Bell sat out last year, but I still believe Bell is one of the very... Elite running backs in this league because he still got like the most carries in the league because, and he was in a Pittsburgh offense that was pass first. And he still got the most carries, he still got the most yards. He didn't get the most touchdowns though, but he did get a lot of receiving yards and touchdowns. But Zeke's contract is, I agree with Michael, I do think it's just right. But if they, but if Dak wants to leave because he's not getting 40 million a year, let him leave. Because that money the whole time went to Zeke and was rightfully deserved to go to the Zeke. And I do believe that Amari should get paid. I but Dak's contract, no. Another um contract that. I feel like it's overpaid. I do like the salary
1: on it. So we're transferring to one of our new topics. This is about another cat contract signing that happened last night, right before Zeke's contract was taken over. It was Jared Goff signing a new extension with the Los Angeles Rams.
0: I do like the um salary on it. I don't like the guaranteed money. We
1: should probably explain what the salary is. It was... Once we
0: have it pulled up real quick.
1: Sorry, guys. We are just... We're not looking this up. It's just... Well, we are, but it's just... Just to get... Just to to get the
0: facts straight. Make sure we're good. So... So, once we have that salary pulled up... um. I feel like the guaranteed money is a bit too much because if Goff won the Super Bowl against us last year, yeah, I do agree that he gets that money. The fact that he didn't and kind of choked under the pressure, they were driving downfield against us. What is he getting, $161 million total, uh, six years?
1: Yeah, so his contract right now is structured to give him six years and $161 million throughout that period. But the extension he just signed was a four-year, $134 million deal with an NFL record, $110 million guaranteed. That's over 90% of his contract, which is pretty big for a quarterback. Usually you get blasphemous. Usually you get like 75 70% of your are contracts the- <clears throat> guaranteed, but this is just insane. So you can go first on what your takes are.
0: I am wondering... What were the Rams thinking? Yeah, Jared Goff could be a decent franchise quarterback. I'm not saying that he's not a franchise quarterback. I think he is. I mean, they... They they the, built they the around him the, pretty well. They got the first I pick for
1: a reason. They used the first pick for... was Yeah, he was the first pick for a reason. They believed in him. And I think with Sean McVay, he was the right... With Sean McVay, he is a franchise quarterback. I think once... Brady retires. He's definitely a top ten quarterback in the league. He's even—I could say—he's even a top ten right now. I—I might say I, he's top I, ten. I, I don't know. I
0: disagree. I think um, he's just so spectacular. But continue. Yeah, Jared Goff can go off for like a lot of passing yards one game. Keep in mind that offense and defense last year was—they looked like the best team in the league. I'm not they lying. They were the best team in they the league. They were. They looked like the best team in the league with the Chiefs. Right there. And that defense was able to get the ball. And the Rams just had a spectacular offense in Todd Gurley, Jared Goff being right there, Woods, Cup. Um, yeah, those two wide receivers there. Cooks Cooks was there, too. I forgot about it. Brandon Cooks, the speedster. Um... Just having that core and wide receivers and having that... Todd Gurley as your Todd Gurley. Back. I explained that. Um, that. But what was slept on about that Rams offense was that O-line did
1: yeah, way
0: it. too well than expected.
1: And I think that if... To be honest, I don't think... I think that if Cooper Cup did not tear his ACL, I think the Rams won the win the Super Bowl. I disagree. Because I think... On that Brandon Cooks play where Jason McCourty knocks it out of his hands, they could have had also Cooper Cup. So I think they would have had Cooper Cup also running towards there to see if they could have a two for one deal against Jason McCourty. So I think they could've scored that touchdown and easily put the game out of question. And I don't think the Patriots would've won. Because I think they would have been too it de- would have been too many good wide receivers and quality starting wide receivers for us to handle.
0: I disagree with that because, keep in mind, the Rams were dealing with a very good coach and Bill Belichick, probably... Mm-hmm. The best. Probably, because we're biased, the best quarterback... Not, not best quarterback, which that is Tom Brady. Um, the best coach of all time. But um, Brady was in the game. Yeah, they were able to... Do a lot against Tom Brady, which was surprising. You would thought Brady would go off that game. You really would. The, what game? The Super Bowl. Yeah. You would think the Patriots would have went off. But the, it was just
1: a defensive effort it, by everyone.
0: But the Patriots defense that night, I don't care what you say, they shredded that O-line. Oh, Definitely.
1: Definitely. People think Kyle Van Noy should have won a Super Bowl MVP.
0: I disagree with that.
1: I don't think you. Li- I think people too much focus on the offense when that when that game was just so defensive that a defensive player should have won v- Super Bowl MVP <clears throat> and it should have been either Kyle Van Noy or Dante Hightower.
0: I wouldn't say that. I did. I, but Kyle Van Noy was still such a huge presence in, in that game um you had we had um Gilmore McCordy in the backfield Chung when he didn't get hurt in that game um the other McCordy Jason McCordy and they were able to play press and let the safeties do the work well they can press and then lay off just in case if there's any like mid routes they can just step up to it or if there's any like drag routes, they can just close in on it. So I still think that the Patriots would have won that game, but it wouldn't have been a much bigger shootout than.
1: So let's go back to uh, Jared Goff. So you think he is? I think overpaid. he's overpaid. How much would you have given him?
0: I wouldn't have gave him that much guaranteed.
1: How much? Just like say, how much would you have given him salary-wise and then guarantee-wise?
0: I like their salary-wise. One hundred forty for million. One hundred forty million. Yeah. I feel like he deserves that. What I disagree with was how much they gave him with the guaranteed. How much money did they give him guaranteed again? A hundred
1: ten dollars. I mean, a hundred ten million. <laughs> yeah, you just heard that right. A hundred ten dollars for one of the. Better quarterbacks in the league. No, it was 110 million.
0: I would give him like 60, 70 million guaranteed, which is still a big amount of money.
1: Wow, 60 to 70. That's less than half of his contract.
0: Still, I don't think he's worth all that money because he. I do believe Carson Wentz is better than him. Um, okay. And I. if the Rams picked Carson Wentz with the first overall pick, I do think the um, Eagles wouldn't have won that Super Bowl against us. And I do. Bl- Nick Carson Wentz wasn't even in the
1: Super Bowl when they played. Yeah, I this. know, but Jared, Jared Goff. Even Jared
0: it. Goff wouldn't even have made it.
1: Okay, yeah, I see what you mean.
0: There's saying. no injury. There's no Wentz injury. Yeah. I do think the Rams would have beat us in the Super Bowl if they had Carson Wentz as so their starting QB. Yes.
1: I think so, too.
0: So, that's just my opinion. And, Michael, do you believe Jared Goff is overpaid? Or I think, just right?
1: I think the salary was good. I don't think the guaranteed was good. I don't think $110 million for a quarterback of his stature right now is good. I think he's still in the $100 million guaranteed range. I think he's still worth $100 million guaranteed. I just... He has the most wins as a starter since he was drafted. He's actually... Sorry. No, he's not the most. He's actually tied with Tom Brady and Drew Brees. He actually has the best passer rating since he got drafted in the NFL. So
0: I think it's just... But he hasn't really had the fight besides his first year. And he didn't fight too well in that first year. Okay, so like skipping the first year. like Since
1: 2017, when they finally made the playoffs. They should have won that game against the Falcons. I'm just saying... Like, that year, not this year's uh, playoffs, but last year's, they should have won that game. I'm just saying that. The, the Rams were robbed of a playoff win. I'll just say that. But going back to the Jared Goff thing, I just, I think he is just a quarterback that is on the rise, and I think he has the perfect setup for him with all these great wide receivers, a great running back in Todd Gurley, one of the... Future Hall of Fame head coaches in Sean McVay. I just think he has the perfect setup, and he can be the talent that's worth a hundred million. So I think he's. I don't think he's worth a hundred ten right now. I still would have given him a hundred million, but I think Carson Wentz, who's second behind Jared Goff, which is kind of ironic because they were back to back in the draft 2016 draft. I just think that Carson Wentz has proven himself. Led a Super Bowl caliber team, is just injured. But I think he Carson Wentz deserves to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL with $107 million guaranteed. Just if he wasn't injured that much, I think the Eagles would have paid him more. But Jared Goff should be the second highest paid quarterback, not the first.
0: All right. So So that's just my opinion. I think that concludes our topic with Zeke's contract. Do we think he's overpaid? And, and Jared Goffs. And Jared Goffs, but what I do believe now, with Zeke being there, I do think the Cowboys have a chance to make a run for the Super Bowl.
1: I think so, too, but I don't think they'll do it. I don't think, I don't they, think
0: they'll do it either. No, easy.
1: they're going to get stopped. I don't think there's so many other. I think there's three teams better than the Cowboys this year. Their names are the Eagles, the Rams, and the Saints. Those three teams are better than the Cowboys. Um, I think the Cowboys make the... I disagree with the Eagles. I think the Cowboys make the divisional, but this is a a Super Bowl. Some people are saying, is this a Super Bowl or bust year?" No. There's just too much power in the NFC. But if you get an... Like, if someone upsets New Orleans... Because I think the 1-2 seed is going to be the Eagles and the Rams. Those are my 1-2 seed. But I think that if someone upsets the Saints and they can face... The Rams, I think they could actually beat out the Rams and face the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, and I think they'll lose there, and we'll have a repeat of Super Bowl 52 with Eagles and Patriots, but we're not going to get into playoff predictions. All I'm saying is that they have a good chance to go to the NFC Championship, but I don't think they'll make it to the Super Bowl.
0: I disagree with saying that the Eagles are better than the Cowboys. That's just me. I don't think Carson Wentz will stay healthy this year. So who do you think wins the division? The Cowboys? The Cowboys win the division. Okay. I'm,
1: I think the Eagles win the division just with Carson Wentz. Deshaun Jackson coming back to Philly, that was just a amazing pickup by the Eagles. I'm just going to say that with Alshon Jeffrey as well. The, that one-two wide receiver duo could be deadly. This rookie, Miles Sanders, as their running back, I feel like he's a very good player People are projecting him to do very well. Behind Jordan Howard, who is a great pickup from the Bears. Jordan Howard will be more of the running, like the check down running back, where Miles Sanders will be the passing back, which I think is a nice combo. I think that team gets a one or two seed, I think, and I think they win the division. Or With like the Giants finishing third. Because I don't think the Redskins are going to do good at all this year. I think the Giants start Daniel Jones by week four or five, and that team will just do very good. I think they're a—I'm s- going to say they're a 6-10 team. No. I think they're 6-10. I,
0: I, I say that Daniel Jones—I know that it was preseason, and Daniel Jones may have went off in the preseason. Keep may in have, mind. May
1: have. Yeah,
0: may have. More like did. Keep in mind— it is the preseason. It's not the regular season. True. So, how I think down? when it comes to the regular season, yeah, sure, he could be good. But <laughs> how many starters were on the field for the Giants?
1: Quite a bit. I think Golden, Exactly. I think Golden Tate was out there. Sterling Shepard. Saquon Barkley, I think, was out for a series. A lot of players were actually out there.
0: Yeah, so he was out there with starters playing against backups. So I think that team, since it's just horrible in my eyes, I don't think he'll succeed due to his lack of support and cast. Okay, and so so that kinda concludes that. So
1: the contract situation. Now we're gonna go into trade possibilities for none other than Chargers hold out Melvin Gordon. If you don't know what's going on, Melvin Gordon believes he should be one of the top running backs paid like Zeke. He is holding out for the season, or not the season really, because if he holds out, then he can't become a free agent. But what they're saying is he will hold out until the mid-season when the trade deadline is, and then he'll come back if he's not traded by then. But what they're saying is that Melvin Gordon's going to hold out until someone gives him a new contract. The Chargers were going to try to work out a deal with Melvin, but it eventually did not work and they had to halt contract talks. And a day later after that was reported, they finally gave Melvin Gordon's agents and representatives the okay to seek trades. And what the Chargers are looking for in return is a first-rounder. So that's... We're trying to name some teams that could trade for Melvin Gordon and have a good fit for Melvin Gordon. So, so what do you think,
0: Patrick? My front runner, kind of like the Jadavian Clowney trade, the front runner was Seattle and Philly. I do believe that Seattle will land Melvin Gordon because Seattle is more of a run first they were never like a pass first offense even with Matt hasselback who was a pocket passer Pete Carroll's a run type coach so I do believe that they'll try and land Melvin Gordon I do think they could have the most if they're just looking for a first round pick this is the least that they could give is just a first rounder for Melvin Gordon And if they say yes, then they say yes. But the most I say they give is a first-rounder, Chris Carson's, who's their starting back right now, and a second or third, which I believe in my eyes is too much. So if I was them, I would try, because I don't like just giving up a first. I would say, like, a first and a third.
1: Yeah, a third probably for next year. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that. Um... And I b- believe that trade would go, go through because the Chargers are just looking for a first-rounder. Yeah. I don't... They're I, th- I think they're looking for two less for Melvin Gordon.
1: So, some other teams that I think could use a running back are the Buffalo Bills. They had just released Shady McCoy, who... That's his nickname, whose real name is LaShawn McCoy. They have Frank Gore, which is a veteran running back. They also have this guy named Devin Singledary. He's kind of like this now breakout star, they're saying. Some other names. Like, I'm looking at depth charts. Not Dallas. Not anymore. Maybe Detroit. I could see Detroit with Carrion Johnson. Hasn't really proven himself. And that team is just kind of like... Maybe not a great fit for Melvin Gordon, but it's definitely... Somewhere where the Chargers could win in that situation and Melvin Gordon as well because Matt Matt Stafford could try to like not rely on his arm all the time and he could actually run the ball. They would just need to work on their offensive line. Some other. Maybe Houston. Maybe not. That's like kind of an up and down thing. Indy could definitely be one. They have kind of young stars that have proven to do good. But they only have one good running back, and his name is Marlon Mack. He's the starter. So I think Melvin Gordon and Marlon Mack could be used as kind of like a two-headed monster, where Marlon could be the like run, run, like the run running back, and Melvin Gordon could be the passing one, or flip flop, whatever one. Some others. Miami. Miami. Maybe uh-huh. not. I wouldn't go to Miami. I definitely wouldn't go to Miami. That was that was my mistake. I'm just. To be honest, I'm looking at depth charts and seeing who needs bad running backs or who needs good running backs because they have bad ones. So what do you want to add?
0: I I don't think that Melvin Gordon would go to Miami due to they're in rebuild mode. I know Brian Florence just announced that they're not in rebuild mode. I clearly think he said that just because they were they probably could have got Jadavion Clowney. But Clowney said no to the deal because they're rebuild mode, so he just announced that for that. Miami is probably the worst team in the league right mm-hmm. now, so, and if they got Melvin Gordon, he would instantly require. He would just be like, "Yeah, I want to get me out of here, here right now."
1: So I'm not gonna. It'd be kind of like a Carmelo situation. Mm-hmm. Um, some other teams probably you could say Oakland. I'm guessing with mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, but they don't really have a solid backup. Um, Seattle, like you said, that's also a good fit. Uh, Tampa Bay's even one.
0: I would like to see that actually. But because... The problem,
1: the problem is Tampa Bay isn't really a run heavy offense. They're more of a pass heavy. But I don't know with the addition of Melvin Gordon. If they could do that, but they have kind of a young star and Peyton Barber. He's a good quality running back for Tampa Bay. I just, I'd rather see Bruce Arians kind of work with Melvin Gordon. Cause I think that would be kind of a good fit with Bruce Arians. Uh, he's kind of like a run first coach. I think like with him coaching David Johnson, that's kind of, and he used him very well because he came one of the top paid running backs. So I think he could work well with Melvin Gordon and make him one of the top-paid running backs. So, what do you think, Patrick?
0: I would actually really like to see um, Melvin Gordon in Tampa. I know Tampa may seem like not the best team in the world, but last year, which I looked up the stats, I actually found out that the Chiefs didn't have the best passing offense in the league. They had the best total yards offense in the league. Who's the best passing? The best passing offense was actually the Tampa Bay Buccaneers
1: with Ryan Fitzpatrick
0: and Jason. That doesn't make sense to me. I know it didn't make sense to me at all. But where'd you get it from? NFL.com. Okay, that's a reasonable source. Um, pretty good source to go off of. Good source. I was looking actually for a better defense in my fantasy football league, and I just stumbled upon that. And. um, was it
1: most passing yards allowed or most passing yards
0: thrown? Thrown, actually. It was. It really surprised me. So if Jason Winston, um, no, <laughs> sorry, Winston can. Jameis Winston actually relies so much on his arm, doesn't really have that good wide receiver core. Besides Mike Evans, um, I would love this. Hey, hey I was gonna say something.
1: Chris Godwin could be a breakout star. OJ Howard, I think he's one of the top five tight ends in the league. I agree. I had him in my fantasy team last year before he got hurt, and he kept scoring touchdown after touchdown. It was like five or six yard touchdowns, but they know that they can trust him in the end zone, and I think he's one of the up-and-coming tight ends in the league, so that's what I'm happy about.
0: Yeah, um, I would would love to see Melvin Gordon in Tampa due to all of like the passing that just goes on I feel like if they were able to slip some run plays in and Bruce Arians is a perfect coach for that if they're able to if they're able to slip some run plays in and get them running then possibly they could have one of the top offenses in the league still they would have to work on that defense a lot and that O-line yeah I just, like,
1: we're just going to just make sure on that Tampa Bay thing. I just want you to look it up just to make sure. Yep, I guess. But, um, so, yeah. So, another fit could be Tennessee with Derrick Henry and Melvin Gordon. Derrick Henry being the running back, like the running, running back as a power back and Melvin Gordon being a receiving back as probably most situations would go because Melvin Gordon's kind of the passing back. And so, they he'd probably go to a team with a power back but no receiving back. So that'd be a 1-2 duo. Another team, even though they have a lot of good quality running backs, I'd say Washington, just because they don't really have a star running back. So that's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay.
0: And apparently he was
1: right. For passing yards, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers threw 320 yards per game. Which finished first in the league. They also had 415.5 yards of offense. Which actually
0: was third in the league. Which really surprises everyone. That just shows you how underrated Jameis Winston is. Yeah. He really puts that team on his back.
1: They were behind the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Ram Rams. Ram Rams? It actually says... On the NFL website, it says the Los Angeles Rams Rams. Really? Yep. So, that's a fun little thing to show your friends, that the NFL can't even type right.
0: What if that's false? What if some of the information could be false? Yeah,
1: I don't know. um, Oh, it just says the Los Angeles... They accidentally put, like, Los Angeles Rams and then wrote Rams. Oh. So, I think that's just a
0: typo, but still. Oh, alright. So... Anyway. So... I think we covered that topic pretty well. Um, What's our third? Our third and final topic is the wrong, Rob Gronkowski. We, is he angling his way back into playing football again? Here's what I don't really understand with it. He po- On the internet, there was a post of Rob Gronkowski just nearly to tears Because he said football took the joy out of life for him. And then he took this, like, I don't know what it is.
1: He took a CBD kind of oil slash pill his father gave him. It was, my parents called it snake oil. Because that's what, like, fake medicine was called back in those days. So that was kind of weird to hear. But it was... So basically, he's been trying CBD, and there's actually been a lot of other retired players who are on board with what Gronk is saying. Like CBD kind of helps you recover faster, focus, like focus more, get more concentrate concentration skills, and kind of like gets fun. And another player that kind of was on board with it, that did an interview, was Chris Long. He was the defensive end for us one year. Mm-hmm. and he thinks, like, the NFL should allow CBD to be used. And I think that should, like... I agree. With all these players, like, saying, like, joy, what, I don't like doing football because it sucked the joy out, and then just to say, but CBD helped me get back into it. Let him... I think that CBD should be allowed in the NFL.
0: He didn't say that football su- sucked the joy out of playing football. He said yeah, it, it sucked the joy out of life. Yeah. And he said when he took CBD, it had him feel better in life. He said he brought the joy back in life. Yeah. So, I think why would he come back the football to just s- suck that joy back out again? I know he... I know one of the answers could be because he loves the game. He's been playing it ever since he was a child. But if you're hurting yourself because you've played something that you've loved for the past, like, 25, 30 years... He's,
1: like,
0: like 27 or something. He's So he's been probably playing since he was, like, 5. Yeah, so, like, 20 years. Yeah, so, like, 20 years in his life but it's hurting him just walk away from the game and just stay away from it if it's hurting
1: you i i think he comes back it's just like he realizes that just people like he miss. i feel like he misses the intensity of the locker room because i have never played football but from what i see that locker room connection is so special and i think once you make it with somebody like Tom Brady and even Julian Edelman like those guys are best friends and like I think he wants to be around them and like kind of get hyped up because I don't I feel like he's trying to like step up I think he stepped away from the game to take a mental break I think he thinks the world has been too hard on his body I feel like he might have been dealing with depression a little and if he and if he now is taking the CBD just to make him feel better it just kind of helps. It doesn't help cure depression, but it's just saying it might be helping with it and kind of want him to get back into the game. But I don't think he'll get back into the game unless someone someone from the team says, we need you back, we want you. And not like never contact him, but expect him to come back because he wants someone to contact him personally and say, we need you or we want you back because you're a good friend and a good player. And he'll be like, Okay, I'll come back. It well. It just makes sense just to feel that locker room connection and mentality, and he could kind of just kind of just bring back the joy in football for him. I think if he feels wanted for once, and not just used as like a tool. Because I feel like Patriots fans loved him and Brady loved him, but he might have also felt in the back of his mind like I'm just being used because I'm big and strong and can catch. And just have a fun time, and I'm just being kind of used as a joke by the media. And I think once he steps away and actually sees how the media feels about him, I think he'll say, "Oh, they were just all—they weren't laughing at me. They were laughing with me." So I think that's kind of like what most players are doing. Or they just want to take a step back.
0: Well. We'll see after week one when the New England Patriots play the Pittsburgh Steelers and see how much of an impact Gronk, how Gronk wasn't there. If the Patriots still blow out the Steelers, and the Steelers are supposed to have a top 10 defense in the league right now. And if the Patriots blow them out of the water, then I don't see any phone calls coming with Gronk. If it's a close game and the Patriots still win, I do see a- Call the Gronk because...
1: But the problem is, like, the reason why we might not get blown out is because we don't have a tight end. Two of our starting tight ends are suspended for the first game. Why? PEDs, I think. Benjamin Watson suspended for the first four games. This guy named Lance Kendricks, who we also signed from, I think, Jacksonville, is suspended for the first game. So that's why I'm saying, like, don't always get... Like, don't always believe that just because it was a close game doesn't mean we need to call Gronk. It was because we didn't really have any tight ends. All
0: right, so I do think that concludes our episode of...
1: We just wanted to get this one podcast in. We won't do this every day like we have been doing or twice every day. It was just that we wanted to talk about the Zeke news, and what does this mean for Melvin Gordon and other players like Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, whose con- rookie contracts are starting to expire? Does that mean that they'll get paid or even higher like Zeke? I think they will. I mean, Saquon's definitely worth... Saquon's worth $100 million.
0: That's a lot.
1: Saquon's worth $100 million. By the time he wants to negotiate his contract... Saquon will be worth a hundred million. Christian McCaffrey will be worth what Zeke's worth, and Alvin Kamara will be ranked like just below Zeke. But I think those are going to be the top four paid running backs in the league.
0: All right. So but
1: when the time comes when they need to negotiate, that's my hot take. I think two of the th- three running backs I mentioned will be higher paid than Zeke because they're just that good. I don't... Christian McCaffrey and Saquon are just built different. They have muscles the size of our heads. It's
0: insane. So, what, I do agree. I do agree that Saquon's worth the money. He's worth everything. But I don't... I do agree with the same thing about Christian McCaffrey. I'm not sure how the Panthers are going to handle with it. I know the Panthers... Who else
1: are they going to pay They have They probably have a lot of cap Who else are they gonna I'm not sure if they Cam Newton Besides Cam Newton Who else Maybe Luke Akeley Okay Okay Besides him Maybe Maybe Not like a giant contract But a Pretty good one DJ Moore Depending on how he does this season
0: Maybe Maybe even Gerald McCoy after Gerald McCoy That's just
1: He's just old And that kind of like
0: He's like 28-29
1: But I think What No he's not Oh, he is yeah, he, is he, is. Is he Anyway, I just think that most of that money will go towards Christian McCaffrey and Cameron and Luke Keekley.
0: So, all right, all right. that's so. all I'm
1: going to say. Until, until they actually want to negotiate, I think that that's what's going to happen. Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley are the highest paid running backs in the
0: league. All right. So, I do believe that concludes our episode. So, just for the Gerald McCoy thing, how we were like... Oh,
1: can, would he get paid big money? He's 31 years old.
0: He's 31.
1: He's 31. Surprisingly. Yeah, so he's probably going to be 32 next season.
0: Because he's... So... Alright, so I do believe that concludes our yeah. third episode. Yeah. So, thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll probably get back to our next episode week. next week. because
1: yeah, we're starting school tomorrow and we're just going to... This is a new year for us and a new school, so we're kind of excited about that. We want to make sure we're not under too much pressure, so we'll try to find a way to hang we'll out. We'll try
0: and fit in maybe three episodes per week. Maybe one might even be a back-to-back, but we don't know. Usually, we're gonna...
1: we'll stick to one episode per week, and during the weekends we might go back-to-back. Like, Saturday and Sunday, there you go. There's three episodes right there, but, like... We'll go once every weekday, and then on the weekends, we'll go back-to-back, most likely. All right. It just It's on a schedule that works for us. So thank you guys for being interested in us, and please, please, just let us know any topics you guys want. Because that just, that lets us know that you care about this, and like that we're doing something good for the, not for the community, but good for someone that wants to talk about sports, and it's just amazing please, yep. just share what you, like a topic we haven't covered, because we've only talked about football <laughs> football, football and, and basketball. basketball, so please, if you want to talk about, if you want us to talk about baseball, or if you want to come onto this podcast and talk about baseball, share please. your info, yeah, intro- definitely, just tell us who you are, and like, when you want to meet up, and that'd be great, we want to talk about other sports too, because mm-hmm. other sports are amazing too, but we only, we know about those sports, but not as well,
0: all right, so thank you guys for tuning in and we'll try and get back to you guys next week. Yeah, thanks right. guys. See you. All right, bye.